Welcome to Water Chat, the Global Water Forum podcast, bringing you and your ears today's freshest water insights. Follow along at www.globalwaterforum.org. Hello and welcome to Q&A. I'm joined today by Professor AKM Saiful Islam to talk about uh, Bangladesh water economy. Professor AKM Saiful Islam is a professor at the Institute of Water and Flood Management of Bangladesh University of Engineering and Technology. He is also an Oxford Martin Visiting Fellow on the Oxford Martin TNC Climate Partnership here in Oxford. He is currently serving as a lead author for the sixth uh, assessment report of the United Nations Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change. Um, Saiful, what a, what a privilege to have you here in Oxford. Thank you, Jesper. It was my privilege as well to be in Oxford, and thanks uh, Oxford Martin School for supporting my uh, visiting programs, fellowships. Great. So. Why did you become an hydrologist with a focus on South Asia in the, in the first place? Okay, um, it was always a vision uh, that uh, to do something for the general people. And uh, in my uh, bachelor degree, it was uh, the civil engineering, and under that, the water resource is a component. You know, civil engineers also do environment and uh, structural and geotechnology. So I was always thinking to do something good for the general people and then the water resources is a big issue, particularly a developing country like Bangladesh, where there are many natural disasters like a flood, like uh, salinity issues, uh, river bank erosion, the after monsoon we have many people lost their house, lives, and also all on a certain cyclone and storm surge comes. So uh, these all issues, I think, related to the water. And water is a, another name is life. So I am always excited and to learn to uh, deal with the issues, the problems that we teach students. And uh, we also um, research on that. And so because there are lots of uncertainty, uh, the impact uh, on the peoples and the climate as a whole. So water resource needs serious investigation and challenges are there. So I always feel that uh, water is exciting topics to study. So that's why I became a hydrologist. Well, what is variability and in the context of Bangladesh uh, water economy? Can you explain that? Yes, I think the variability is uh, the variation from the normal. So, for example, this year we do not have a flash flood, which occurs normally pre-monsoon season. If flash flood comes early, that means it comes all on a sudden, and then agriculture uh, affected by the flash flood. If it is come before the harvesting of the crop, that causes serious damage. So variability means one year it has issues, next year it is not. So this kind of uh, variability is termed as a natural variability, which occur with the nature. But there is another variability, which actually induced by the human 
anthropogenic uh, greenhouse gas emissions that causes a uh, long term climate changes that actually also impacted this natural variability and there's natural extreme events which occurs when the event uh, passed a certain threshold then we call it the extreme event for example a river if it is crosses the danger level which means the level of the bank or the level of the embankment then it creates a flood so uh, if extreme events occur that causes damage to property lives and um, millions of dollars as, as uh, always loss we can incurred from that for example bangladesh is uh, susceptible to uh, cyclone storm surge landslide monsoon flood so many different kinds of uh, water related disaster and that is the variability if the extremes uh, goes uh, beyond the threshold then that will impact our economy how, how much do we know about the monsoon in in in, in bangladesh how much is it, it it's changing um, it is still a bit uh, topic of the research, active research. There are uh, phenomena that still scientists struggle to understand, but some phenomena is very easy to attribute. It's easy to understand. For example, if greenhouse gas is uh, emitted more and more, it will absorb the heat radiated from Earth and the temperature increase. So we can see there is a serious correlation between the greenhouse gases with the temperature rise. And then when temperature rise, it will uh, actually melt the ice. So the melting ice goes to the increasing the sea level, particularly ice on the land, like uh, Greenland, on um, Antarctic. So those are actually will be causing sea level rise. So this is very easy to attribute, I would say. The, uh, this is uh, um, directly you can correlate. But the some phenomena, like the changes of the monsoon, how much with the related to the global warming or climate change, how it will be, when it will start, that we call onset of the monsoon. And the variability means say, the amount of rainfall is same, but it occurs different time not the time when you need maybe before the start of the crop uh, plantation or at the late time it will occur excessively then it is a problem so the timing the amount the intensity as well for example the main rainfall of a month is same mean amount is same but it occurs only three four days then it will cause the catastrophic disaster so understanding these things through the modeling and others actually still a challenge and a research topic for scientific community we have still a long way to go to predict monsoon or capture the phenomena uh, with the global climate model or the regional model. So you have done a lot of water modeling. Um, what have your water modeling taught us about uh, reducing and preventing water's destructive impacts on Bangladesh? Actually, the water model gives you the impacts and the, how the reducing and that needs another kind of a strategy. So. First, let me explain what water model do. For example, over the basin area, we can see what will be the changes of the precipitation now and in the future. 
So we can see the global climate model will give you some indication what will the changes in another 30 years or 100 years from now. So with that changes, we do run the water model, which is the impact model. That model will give you how much changes on the in your river, how much changes in the uh, flood, how much changes in the drought. So those are actually we can assess from water modeling. And also the coastal area, we can see the changes of the cyclone and storm surge under the sea level rise conditions. So different kinds of water model, coastal model, hydrologic model, and the sediment models also can give you a picture of the possible scenarios that likely to be. But there's always a possibility that it will likely to be or not to be. So models are give you an estimation of the mean changes, but uh, still it is uh, not so easy to attribute the changes in the extreme events. So we can get a possible signals that possibly will be the future changes of the flood because the, it is not easy to capture the extremes in the modeling. We still find that, that uh, extreme precipitation capturing by the uh, weather product reanalysis, others has issues. So I think we try to give some mean changes signals of the future. From there, you need to have another kind of study, which is the possible adaptation options, how we can adapt with this scenario. For example, coastal area, we can run the model to see the changes of the sea level from the coastal model with the global sea level rise as a driver in the model and also freshwater inflow as a driver from the water hydrologic model. In the coastal model, we can see what is the possible inundation area. Now there will be another scenario generation models, which is say adaptation models. That could be say, if I increase the dam height, uh, the, sorry, embankment height one meter. So then I can, how much I can protect, how, how much risk I can reduce. Or if I uh, make the vegetation, if I uh, do the afforestation, how much I can uh, risk reduce. So that kind of uh, another or adaptation of scenario type of modeling also need to be done. And that also based on the plan of the country. For example, Bangladesh is right now doing a Delta plan for the 2100. So based on the national policy and plan, those adaptation models should be simulated as well. And then you have to do the loss and damage calculation. Also have to calculate the cost of adaptation with the economic model to see which pathway you will go. How it is the beneficial for the nations? So it's a combination of different kinds of uh, modeling, but all start from the climate and weather models. Can you tell us a little bit about the Bangladesh coastal area plan? And do we know how fast and how high the water will come in terms of sea level rise? This coastal model is actually a delta model, which is a Dutch initiative, which is Bangladesh Delta Plan. Since Bangladesh is a delta of three major rivers, Ganges, Brahmaputra and Meghna, so this delta, how we can adapt with the possible challenges. One challenge is the climate change. This is one driver. But we also have other drivers. For example, increasing population will increase the demand of the water. 
So withdrawals from the fresh water for the consumptions, that for the irrigations, for the industries, that also another driver. So this is a Delta plan is uh, actually combining all these uh, different scenarios of the challenges that we are going to face. But still, I think I would say that one data plan is not enough because challenges are multifaceted and multi, I think, uh, cascades. And uh, also that needs uh, integration of different disciplines. And it always needs to be this kind of a study should be going on. And every five years or something, we have to revisit what are the plan we made for the 100 years that maybe uh, feedback and corrected and measures need to be done. So how do you, I mean, you have obviously been studying Bangladesh water problems for how many, how many decades? <laughs> I'm personally, yes. I'm uh, in the university for 20 years. Oh, 20, yeah. <laughs> so, so how do you, I mean, you're a very knowledgeable man. How, how do you trans, how do you translate, you know, these findings into, when you meet policymaker, how do you, uh, how do you translate these findings to policymakers? Mm, that's a good question. Actually, there's another challenge: <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. transforming <laughs> your research knowledge into policy. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> well, it's a, not always easy to transfer that directly mainstream to policy. But I think, to be fair and uh, with the fair enough with the policymakers, uh, to be fair with them, sorry. To that they also try to understand the, what is the new findings, new research. So scientists not, not only publish in the peer-reviewed journal, they should also have uh, communicate with the policymakers, particularly the study and the plans. For example, the national plans when they made, they actually invited us. And right now, uh, there is another plan in Bangladesh going on, which is uh, national adaptation programs. Uh, so that uh, is also invited uh, major stakeholders and uh, uh, experts from different fields. So we have to opportunity to put input there. On based on the plan, then government has to do the good programs. What is the action uh, uh, programs and implementation plans? So then the second stage will be how to implement those. So that's a challenging for a country like a Bangladesh or any other developing country. Lot of different actors and interests are different. So even if you know something is not good, but for the sake of the development, you sometimes bypass that. For example, uh, many people know that their issues of the deforestation uh, is bad, but some. Uh, situation you need uh, to allow this uh, to uh, to for the your own purposes also similarly when you uh, think that uh, carbon uh, emission is good or bad or but you will find that uh, uh, some coal in base power plant is still government is doing so, so there are many challenges in a developing country to implement uh, uh, the research findings into the policy What is the relationship between um, water, climate change, and, and refugees in Bangladesh? 
Yes, uh, that's a very vital and I would say direct correlation because we are a flood delta and uh, the many uh, areas in coastal area is between 0 to 5 meter. And as you know that um, the expected uh, climate change by the end of the century will be 1 meter. So in some scenarios. Uh, and then uh, if it is not reduced uh, greenhouse gas, uh, we cannot uh, limit uh, below 2 degrees, it will be more. So then with that uh, sea level rise scenario, a flood delta country will be suffer from permanent inundation, which will actually bring salinity to the coast and then damage and make possible climate refugee. So this is one kind of uh, um, aspect. Also we have uh, possibilities of increasing flood and then subsequently the increase of the riverbank erosion and then landslide, flash flood. So all this actually make people vulnerable. And then some of the vulnerable people, if they did not have enough capacity, adaptive capacity, they will become eventually refugees. And they migrate and come to the cities and then urbanization, put a stress in the, in the capital and other big towns. And also some areas, we recently had refugees from Myanmar, Rohingya refugees, maybe you heard that. They actually comes for political reasons uh, because of the Myanmar uh, government. But uh, when they come, they stay in a location which is also vulnerable to cyclone and um, flash flood and landslides. So there are about uh, 600,000 uh, people are right now there. So there are 150,000 uh, people are directly vulnerable to monsoon and uh, climate. So these uh, people also be another vulnerability we are currently dealt with. And, uh, and this kind of issues is, uh, is going more and more, not only the natural, but also political and other aspects we are also vulnerable. Yeah, you, you, you correct. Uh, international cooperation is uh, essential for, for dealing with this issue, particularly with India, yeah. for Bangladesh. Uh, would you like to elaborate on that a little bit more? Yes, you rightly mentioned, because there are some, uh, some areas which Bangladesh cannot alone work. For example, many, uh, I think, uh, technology that are green technology, that needs cost of developing and R&D, so which can be available to the um, countries that doesn't have this uh, technology, efficient crop and hybrid uh, seeds. So there are many aspects, then international funding, collaboration, capacity building to upcoming challenge of the climate change, also uh, uh, cooperation between the natural disaster, for example, monsoon flood, all comes from the major rivers which passes through the India, China. So the sharing of the information, right now we have, but we still need uh, greater collaboration among our neighbors, and particularly China, India, Myanmar, and uh, also they need our, uh, I think, information as well for their own uh, benefit. So I hope that regional and uh, international collaboration on different aspects like Paris Agreement, conference of party meetings and many different uh, meetings will have this collaboration to 
uh, work together to these challenges that we are going to face in the, this century. Again, uh, this was a privilege to have you on, Professor uh, AKM Saiful Islam. Thank you for you know, joining us. Thank you, and it was my privilege to be with you. Thank you so much for inviting. You've been listening to Water Chat. If you would like to know more about anything discussed on today's program, you can find us at globalwaterforum.org. You can also catch us on social media. Our Twitter handle is at GWFWater, and Facebook, we can be found at facebook.com forward slash globalwaterforum. Thanks so much for tuning in. We look forward to catching you next time.